Moncrief on News Talk. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk, but really, what's money when the real prize is sitting in the studio with me? Two more Christmassy people you couldn't hope to meet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Barbara and Dick. Yeah, good afternoon. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I did the grocery shop before I came here. I'm a shadow. Which is like serving, you know, uh, in a war. I feel as yeah. if I've been up to, I, I went to bed about 4am this morning, got two hours sleep. I'm shattered. Yeah. And I know it's a privilege to be able to go to the supermarket before anybody I know. gives yeah. out to me. I know all of that. But it was, uh, it was unreal. Now, to balance it, I had a fantastic jaunt in on the bus with a very merry bus driver and there was plenty of crack on the bus coming in. So that helped. Were you singing okay, on the bus? Good. No, I wasn't singing Is on it? the bus. But, but the was bus, there people singing on the bus? No, but the bus, stopped, around, yeah. the bus stopped as it does in Donnybrook <laughs> and very often there's a change over a driver. So yeah. we're all used to that. Mm-hmm. But the driver... A driver came along and the driver said, are you? And he said, no, I'm just looking for a lift. And he, and then he, we could hear him raging. All of this was very uh, clear to all of us. And anyway, the upshot, the long story short, was that the, the driver who was meant to be relieving our driver was out sick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you could see everybody because there was yeah. quite a lot of glamorous yeah. women on the bus going to obviously Christmas things. And um, The journey ends here. The journey ends <laughs> here. So he was like, and then he said, oh, hang on, we're going to try, wait, wait there, we'll be back to you in a minute. And then they came back on and said, oh, Jez, no, he's out sick. And so the bus driver very nicely said, well, do you want me just to continue on? With which the entire bus burst into a round of applause. <laughs> and went, yes, yeah. yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> and at this stage, an older woman had got off and said, ah, oh, look, I'm going to walk because I can't wait. I'm going somewhere was all dressed up and so then the bus driver said well I carry on and we all gave him a round of applause and he carried on and a few hundred metres up the road we passed the old woman and he pulled in and he said come on we're going the whole way said, oh, oh, that was nice and there was another round of applause and there was Merry Christmas every time everybody got on or off the bus it was great Dublin bus at times I have to say can be Great crack. Okay, ah, that's fantastic. Yeah, that was that's lovely. like a Person of the Year award. Like, that really that was yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's a, yeah, that's a lovely story. Thank I mean, you. As a, because when real. you came in, you had that kind of, <laughs> you had that dead you eye stare of, you don't that know what Nam was around. like, man. Yeah, you know. no, that's from the shopping. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it'll yeah. take a while, yeah. a few days to get over that. Anyway, during a recent family trip, my gran revealed that she once was a famous, they put this in inverted commas, I don't know why, what that means. Anyway, a famous burlesque dancer before she moved to Ireland. This revelation was shocking, considering her conservative demeanour. She even showed us old photos of her performances, which were quite risqué for her era. I don't know what oh, era. Was the 1980s. Yeah. It was the 1980s? Or, yeah. you know, she lived in you know, the, the, the Paleolithic Wartime. era. You know, <laughs> yeah. She used to do this dance for dinosaurs, who really enjoyed it. Uh, now, my, now my conservative parents are upset, claiming she's setting a bad example for the younger family members. I find her past fascinating and empowering, but it's caused a rift in my family. How do I navigate this unexpected family drama and support my grandmother's colourful history without alienating my parents, especially in the run-up to Christmas? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't have any patience with this. And I, that, that was even before I did the shopping this morning. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like what you alluded to there when you were reading the, the thing. Like, I love the way people think that older people were born older people. Like, yes, that they yeah. were never actually younger people who... Kind of were very similar to younger people now, except the era was slightly different. In other words, most older people who now might look conservative 
you know, <laughs> they may have inhaled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, they, they were once young and sexy and probably wild and took risks like we all do when we're young and our teens and in our 20s. And why that would be a revelation to anybody is beyond me, particularly this letter writer's parents, who mm, I'm presuming... Yeah should be old enough to know better. I mean, for God's sake. And as for the idea that uh, that the granny's revelation is somehow going to shock the living daylights out of the younger generation and have some kind of terrible effect on them, is it, it's just it's ridiculous. Bizarre. It is bizarre and ridiculous. I mean, do you know, one of the great things about having your grandparents around and still alive is the stories. Mm, it's getting yeah. to the point where your grandparents and, and you being at the point where you're open to listen to them. Because like my generation, we generally lost our grandparents when we were kids. And I've so many times recently, not, you know, in the last 10 years, 15 years, thought, oh, I'd love to be able to sit down with my granny or my grandfather or whatever mm. and have a chat about their lives because I know so little. And at the time when they were still alive, I wasn't interested. So it's wonderful that this woman knows her grandmother's history, which sounds great and interesting and different and the photographs to go with it. I think that's great. And I'm thrilled that the granny felt that she was able to share all this. And I'm horrified by the fact that it's causing some kind of family rift. It shouldn't. I mean, what this letter writer needs to do is tell her parents to cop the hell on yeah. and, and wise up and don't be absolutely ridiculous. I wouldn't make a, be- a big deal about it. I would just tell the parents to get over themselves and encourage the granny to tell you more and more of the stories and more and more of the photographs and, you know, how it was to be a burlesque dancer. I think uh, I think it's brilliant. And I think the parents need to get over themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is. It feels a bit pearl clutchy and a bit kind of you know and I wonder though I mean how old this letter writer is and and because sometimes when you're young you can interpret your parents um reactions yeah as being bigger more conservative and more kind of more judgy judgy than it actually is and I think maybe it's just you know not now in front of the five-year-olds granny is what they're saying you know as opposed to if the letter writer is a you know a person in their 20s Exactly. That, everything that you said is so true. And I think about my own grandparents and about what their lives were like. And of course, there are ways you can find out about their existence through official records and, and on all the kind of, you know, the, the kind of formal stuff. Yeah. But you never really Get got the to know this unless you, you're told the stories of what people did, um, yeah. you know, in, in moments of their lives. And it's kind of, you know... I, of all people, know how easy it is to become a famous burlesque dancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's not that hard. It can happen really easily. <laughs> Straight out of college and then bang, you're, you're a, a burlesque, burlesque dancer. dancer. Um, so from that point of view, I go, oh, come on, get a grip. And then I think about, you know, if this person is 20 and then they're like, at what, what, what age, what, what, generation are we at what era as you pointed out are we actually talking about well she could have great grandchildren it, I don't know what era I don't like, know are we talking about the 1980s or are you talking about the 1950s or you know and where as well so uh, you I'd know. say it'd be older than the 1980s I'd say we're talking about the certainly the 60s so it couldn't be Tony the exotic dancer who used to be in the Sunday world every weekend oh God, you know yeah. that kind of thing but this is before she moved to Ireland so she's not okay. originally so, Irish yeah, I so maybe that has, she oh, worked in Paris you know Charles de Gaulle yeah. used to you know <laughs> yes. smoke galois and, and I mean she obviously has great stories to tell to me. Yeah. don't squander yeah. that that is so the, precious what, but this letter writer is saying my parents are upset 
Uh, um, yeah. Did they not know this? This is the first they've heard of it. Presumably not. And I do think, because I remember this with my own mother, who wasn't a burlesque dancer, to my knowledge, mm. at any point. But I do know as she got older, she and her grandchildren got older. and They were all kind of young adults. I know she loved being able to, in inverted commas, shock them. Like it was yeah. only a few Christmases <laughs> ago. Yeah. We were talking about, obviously, some of the grandkids were working and we were talking about how back in the eight, the 70s and 80s, it was quite acceptable to go for liquid lunches on yeah. a regular basis and yeah. come back to the office like three sheets to the wind. Yeah. And my mother did that once and fell over a box of photocopying paper and broke her ankle. <laughs> I remember her sharing this story and suddenly she went up in the estimation of all the grandkids were like, wow, Granny was mad like yeah. in the day. And this was Granny who was now decrepit and walking on a frame. See, and, that's you know, also a lot to do with it, isn't it? Is that if, you, if you're older and you're being perceived as being Granny needs a wheelchair, passive, Granny needs yeah. tablets, Granny, granny needs never, attention. Yeah. No, Granny, like you said at the very had beginning, a, had a life. Had a life, a very vibrant Ooh. and at sometimes very risque kind of crazy life. And it's a good thing for people to know that, you know. Absolutely. Even if your natural bent is toward conservatism, it's good to see that, you know, the kind of, the crazy wild person can end up being just an average granny. You know, on a broader kind of societal level, the more older people who share those kind of stories, the more that'll help to change our perception of older people as being over the hill and passive and, and, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. So I think this is great. Um, And the problem is with the parents, not with the granny. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I wonder if the parents... Jealous that they didn't become burlesque. In, well, dancers. in you know, tell us a story about your life, Dad. Well, I I joined the bank when I was twenty. I was in Tullamore for fifteen years, but I got a very cheap mortgage. Okay, Granny, tell us about being a burlesque <laughs> yeah, dancer. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> probably, it and you probably find. I mean, you know, sometimes you look at families like that where somebody has done something a bit wild, like being a burlesque dancer. Well, their their kids are probably going to do the absolute opposite of yeah, that of and go for the yeah. security and all the rest of it. So um, yeah, I mean, nobody, you know, everybody's story is 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 worth telling. So. Um, yeah, no, they should feel jealous. Think, and I don't think that you know, the, the odds of just because you're told about somebody becoming a burlesque dancer means that everybody under the age of 30 who hears the story is going to run off to the circus or the burlesque club <laughs> to become one. That's not how it works. No. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think it's it's a funny one because it is that thing of like, you know, how conservative are they really? Is it going to become a problem in the conversations? Like when the conversations are happening around Christmas yeah. dinner, like what do the parents feel? Are they trying to say, no, I don't want their the morality of my children's ears to be, you know, burnt out with these stories? Because again, because I don't think there's anything that outrageous about it. Isn't it part it. of the whole way we look at older people though as well? In, in lots of ways we're happier if they're passive. Yes. And don't have their own course, agency. Yeah. Do you know? So it's part of all that. Don't give granny something that makes her come alive and seem like, you know, colourful and and interesting and, and somebody in charge of herself. Um, so I think, you know, our attitude is naturally, no, let, let's keep granny, you know, mm. nice and quiet and passive, conservative and not rocking any boats. Yeah. I think part of the whole deal about being a granny is to rock as many boats. And uh, as many one person says, I bet it's the dad that is oh. more upset about his mother being a stripper. Or I don't think burlesque yeah, dancers are strippers. Burlesque aren't necessarily strippers, are yeah. they? No, but they, yeah. But maybe as in his mind, they're in that yeah, neighbourhood. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So and maybe they are. Maybe like it's, you know, tassels on her boobs that she can spin club in around. different directions. <laughs> now, that's a scale. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scale. That takes that a lot of... Yeah. Did you know with our fact of the day, your earlobes are the same distance apart as, as, as are your nipples? 
Though if you're a burlesque dancer, really? uh, you could probably, you know, adjust that. Gosh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, yeah. is that like riding a bike, like that you'd never forget it? If you could make your, your nipples go in opposite directions, would you always be a, like, I wonder, can Granny still do that? Oh, yeah. I bet that's probably what the problem to. is. There you there go. You there's, go. There's your Christmas there's Day go. entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pop a few on. crackers and then say, Granny, just pop them on there and let's show us how it's done. Let's see. Let's see how you can We haven't really solved the problem, I think. But yeah. It might be hitting off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> but then she can get a greater swing ratio on them. She might have to go in the back garden to do it, of course. Oh, My boyfriend occasionally farts during orgasm. Well, God, you got straight to the point yeah. there. Uh, while I, I've adapted to it, I don't know how one adapts to that. It affects my enthusiasm for certain activities he enjoys below the waist. That is so awfully worded. Isn't oh it just? Uh, believing his diet influences this, I've been preparing less gassy meals over the past few months. What? However, the holiday season, especially his fondness for sprouts, worries me. How can I maintain a fulfilling sex life during the holidays when the festive foods might increase his gassiness? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Stop telling us about your yeah, bodily functions. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, we've had enough. No. Um, yeah, and it's this this one kind of rattled me a little bit because I was I'm kind of going like, where where is the problem? Like the problem is that somebody's farting. The problem uh, is, in, yeah, in his airs. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of like oh, yes, but I suppose that that you know at, at a very intimate moment yeah, no, it could exactly. be problematic. But it's yes. kind of intimate, of course, it's an intimate moment, but it's also kind of obvious that at certain points, you know, if you move your body, you can contort your body in a certain way. If your body's full of gas or whatever air, you're going to, you are highly likely to have that moment. So it, it's the bit that kind of irritates me is is the kind of the lack of intimacy that you seem to be that this writer seems to be getting with their boyfriend See you don't see it in porn that much I don't think Yeah, yeah. That is part Well there's probably I bet you there's a, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. there's a little corner of the internet where it's specifically no, no, that Now you put that idea in my head uh, yeah. Um, look at yes, of course, but and it is again that some people are more gassy than others, and some people just can't hold it in or whatever. See, I, I do remember. Like, oh, here I just, we go. I just know, not what? personally, oh, okay. but I remember. Yeah. You know, that there's a kind of a, an urban legend about somebody who had a heart attack because they were trying not to let a fart out during sex. <laughs> so I mean, you know, the danger is. <laughs> Be. How did they know? <laughs> like, well, I think they had a heart attack. Um, but it's that... It, 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 but after it, they had the heart normal. attack, it was a huge fart. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but it, it is that thing of like, like, I understand that there's a certain kind of propriety about, you know, not farting in public or whatever like that. But there's also a certain inevitability about farting when you're, you know, you're being that physical, that intimate yeah. with somebody. Oh, is this a common thing then, farting? Well, I mean, sex? like, can I go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you have a better answer? I didn't know <laughs> that. Do you, are you meant, can you leave the room? Yeah. 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 I'm squirming talking about this. I'm going, stop telling me you're farting when you're having sex. Just... <laughs> Get over it. It can't be that hard. Um, yeah, no, sorry. I have nothing to say beyond that. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I, I'm, I'm actually ill. Yeah. yeah. I've really nothing to add either. Yeah. I mean, the only she thing should I dump him. Say, she dump no, him? No, like, she shouldn't dump him necessarily. But we didn't get the usual, like, I love him and he really makes me laugh. No, she didn't. Yeah, no, there's usually no, a bit no. of that. There's yeah. none of that. There's just like my boyfriend occasionally farts during orgasm. And uh, yeah, like... I thought it was something that was more likely to happen with women for obvious yeah, reasons. Yeah, that's, that's like, a different thing. Yeah, it's you know, a different that's thing. Yeah, and it's not coming from yeah. the same place. Yeah. yeah. 
But um, but if it does happen, surely that like you, like, you know, you there's, laugh and you go there's either laughing or yeah. there's embarrassment, and it's the yeah. same thing here. You're either going to be you know laughing or you embarrassed. See, the difference is noxious, I, but not if it happens every time. Yeah, yeah. So the key word there is noxious, and that's the yeah. difference. That's the difference. So, so can I ask a question? Like, like if oh. you're the boyfriend in that situation. Why have you not tried? Like, why is she responsible for? Because he doesn't yeah, care. Yeah. His ga- like, because he like, doesn't care. Because it's not affecting him. He's used to his gassiness and maybe his noxiousness as well. She obviously. Or maybe then I, I take back. Maybe she should dump him then because he's. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and he rips like, one off at the end and yeah, then giggles a bit, a bit and then right. you know goes well, to get a glass of it's water. It's a bit. Yeah, I don't know, but I, yeah. I don't like these problems. She yeah. said, believing his diet influences this, she's preparing less gassy meals, which is also problematic. Why is she cooking? You yeah, cooking. Why is he cooking his own less gassy meals? Go to a doctor and say, I've got something seriously wrong with well, me. Exactly. Like, it you know, if you know you're, you're, you're prone to excessive wind or whatever it is, sort it out yourself. You don't need somebody else. Well, the other thing I would it. suggest is, obviously, if she's preparing less gassy meals, the reason she's written to us is because <laughs> she's afraid he's going to gorge himself on Brussels sprouts on Christmas Day, which yeah. will have a, a detrimental effect. So I'm assuming the fact that she's preparing la- less gassy meals and he should be preparing his own bloody meals uh, means that there's been an improvement in the situation. Yes. So, and this yeah. is why she's written to us now. So what I would suggest is that she okay, tells them yeah, it's either right. Brussels sprouts or the ride. So Absolutely. if you want the ride, there's no Brussels sprouts. Up, if you want the Brussels sprouts, menu. there's no ride. Up and down this country, it's it's a standard of, of married life. You're drinking Guinness, you're sleeping in the other room. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Get it. So So, that's it. So I've solved that problem. I think you have. Well done, Barbara. Thank Thank you. you. Uh, Somebody says it's only his turbocharger kicking in at the crucial moment. That's a man says that. That's a man. Yeah, Yeah. of course he would call it his turbocharger. Oh, yes. Right, okay. Uh, My best friend got cheated on by her fiancé. He was having an ongoing affair with their their next-door neighbour. After it all came out... They broke up for a few days, but now they're back together and I can't cope with it. One of the reasons I'm struggling is because he came on to me when they first started going out. I need him in the crotch, so he hasn't come near me since. What? Wow, what happened yeah. to just saying no? Yeah. Uh, what would you do uh, to support your friend who was, re- who was making really, really awful, terrible and regrettable life choices? <laughs> wow that's quite it's, no I just laughed at the yeah, I very very strong there, yes. <laughs> that was a turbocharged ending yeah, there yeah, yeah. I think we can rest assured that the woman who or the person who wrote to us doesn't like uh, her friend's fiance yes I yeah. think that's clear um, look we've had things like this before and the advice I think is more or less always the same I mean as a friend your job is to support a friend, is to be there when they need you, when they ask for advice or help or whatever, or emotional support or whatever they need. Mm. But you do not have any right to interfere in somebody else's relationship. You know, your friend is an adult woman, I'm assuming, and she is, uh, you know, she is in a relationship with a guy who you think clearly is unsuitable. That's fine. You're well entitled to think that. But you don't have the, you don't have any role in, advising your friend to give him up or get rid of him or do anything else. He had an affair. Your friend knows he had an affair. She probably is worried about him having, you know, straying again. It will mm. take a while for the trust to be rebuilt. Yeah. Uh, it may not go, you know, may not get the whole way to the altar, but whether it does or whether it doesn't, it's something to do with you. And you have got to stand back unless you're asked for help or unless you suspect there's some kind of level of abuse going on, be it, uh, you know, emotional or physical or anything else, uh, then perhaps you should intervene. But until then, you can't intervene. It's not up to you. 
That's not yeah, your job think, as a friend. I think a lot of people exactly that they they don't they forget which hat they're wearing in the relationship. You know, because a lot of people have opinions. And they have thoughts and they have, you know, and we all make our own decision about mm. everybody that we meet. And so she's made a decision mm. about this guy based on, you know, I mean, he doesn't behavior. sound great, to be honest. He doesn't sound great, no. no and she got great. back with him. The next door neighbour, and she got back with him after a few days. Yeah. I mean, that's not brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But it's engaged. her choice. It yeah. is her choice. Yeah. yeah. It isn't, it isn't, it isn't, it isn't, it doesn't seem to me like to be a good decision. But no. again, like, it, this is not we're, not, we're not getting the letter from her. We're getting the letter from the friend who's yeah. kind of, trying to angle how they can basically tell their friend how to live their life. And, and she's making yeah. really, really awful, terrible and regrettable yeah. life choices. Yeah. Really, really, really <laughs> awful. Yeah. It was great. Yes. And I think, I think sometimes, you know, our own egos uh, mean that we kind of believe that our, our own opinions about what other people should do. Yeah. You know, everything about their lives, yeah. kind of house they should live in, everything. You know, we don't need to share that information. We can think it. You know, I mean, I think it's important to say, I, I, you know, this is clearly coming from a good place, this friend's concern. Yeah, you know, she yeah. doesn't want her friend to be hurt again. And she can perhaps see like that there's possibly trouble down the road. But the point is, that's not part of the, the your role as a friend to interfere in that. You can't. Unless your friend asks for your help or unless you suspect there's something serious going on that's not right. You can't do that. You can't say to your friend, sorry, I don't, you know, think that this is a good idea. Yeah. Because you don't know it might be a good idea. You know, maybe it'll last. Maybe he's got over himself. Maybe he's going to behave himself. And again, you, some, know. you know, there, there, there will be loads of people out there listening who have relationships that, that started with, you know, when yeah. something like that happened. And then they did have that kind of redemption arc and they did end up having a functioning relationship. I mean, yeah. you know, I know. Mm. Obviously, we'd also have loads of people going, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. So, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, everybody's kind of responsible for their own journey, their own, you know, their own road through life. And friends, basically part of the job is to pick up the pieces when things go bad. Exactly. But, and a few people have texted in about this, uh, this, uh, the person who wrote to us says the boyfriend came on to her. Yeah. Should she say that to her friend or keep it to herself in the light of what has happened? That's a really, that's a really tough one. Mm. My instinct is to say no. I mean, it was dealt with, uh, it was dealt with quite definitively um, by kneeing him in the crotch, yeah. which, you know, might have been, uh, you know, and because I don't know how serious the coming on to her was, yeah, there a lot of drinking pops, which were, isn't yeah. an excuse, but, yeah. you know, there's a whole load of other things. So I would say on balance, no. Very often, if somebody is in a relationship with somebody who has had an affair, they'll know that they are prone to kind of, you know, maybe being a bit wandery. Um, but she's willing to to certainly go a bit further down the road with this guy. I, think I wouldn't w- share that with her. An area that she could look into is whether or not she, she would ever agree to be spending time in his company. And, and then that way you can kind of let, let a subtle yeah. thing go that, you know, yeah. you're my friend, I care a lot about you, but I, I'm just, I just don't want it. Yeah, but that, this is a fiancé. There's going to be a wedding. She might be a maid of honour. <laughs> what are you implying? Well, I mean, she has Maybe to be involved, awkward. like she has to have an active involvement. Maybe make a speech about, you know, uh, the union of these two people of which she heartily uh, disapproves. Like, yeah. Maybe then she could share the story. <laughs> yeah. About uh, the crotch. Uh, uh, on the day. On the, yeah, day. On the day. Yeah, yeah that's a know, good one. I have a story yeah. here about, yeah. about John the time I need him and, in the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I don't know. Actually, I'm not convinced. I don't know. What do you think? Should Should the friend tell him? Tell her about him? No, because, I, like, again, I, I feel that you can tell somebody something without telling them something. By basically going, you know, I, I don't want to have anything to do with yeah. that part of your life. 
I think that's okay for you to say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah. You know, yeah, no, that I, you is... make that decision, but I don't think it's the right decision for you. But you, I, I will trust you and support you. you. Yeah. But I, I don't yes. for you. So I can't, I'm not comfortable around that because of what he did to you, he hurt you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good. good. That's, that's yeah. very good. We'll end on that point. That's of very good. <laughs> uh, thank you, Barbara thank and Declan, thank you both very much. And uh, I would normally say at this point that that's, you know, we'll talk to them uh, next year. But uh, uh, the exciting announcement is that we do have a specially recorded Christmas Day show uh, that will go out at the usual time between two and four on Christmas Day. Part of that will be a special So You Think You're an Adult uh, Christmas special uh, just in time. Uh, for when your family arguments start. But there's no farting as far as I can remember. There's no farting no. on Christmas Day. No, we're keeping it clean for, for yeah. Christmas Day. Barbara Decken, thanks a <laughs> minute. Happy Christmas. Christmas to you both. Uh, and we will talk to you in the new year. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.